Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. On this episode we're going to attempt to cover the AFC West. Let's start out with the Denver Broncos. <clears throat> I went with, uh, I had a look at Dalton Reisner, the offensive tackle at Kansas State that the Broncos picked up in round 2. He's a mauling run blocker that blocks the whistle. Uh, there are some concerns about whether he can hold up against speedy edge rushers in pass protection. He looks like he can, he can but not consistently. Uh, that being said, Denver may want him to play as a guard, as he's also got the ability to play there as well. He can also play at centre, so he's a bit of a, as Eddie would say, Swiss Army knife on the offensive line. Uh, he's also, uh, uh, if there is a, if that's the case, he'll need to work on his uh, on his pulling though, as it looked like he was a little lost at time when trying to be a pulling guard slash tackle. Like he went the wrong way a couple of times, he'd miss his block, just silly little things like that. Uh, and that's my coverage on uh, Dalton Reisner. Eddie, go a bit deeper, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go as deep as I have been recently. I've decided to come up with a different model now, and I'm restricting each team to three players. I may touch on another player every now and again. I just feel like this is a bit a bit better for everyone. I can have a little bit more detail on, on every player. In round one, the Broncos took Noah Fant, a tight end, out of Iowa. Now, the three main things that I noticed about Noah Fant were that he's fast, strong, and athletic. He's got a varied route tree for a tight end as well. His hands are, um, are good. They're not very good, but they are they're good enough, and he's got some really good hops. He can really get up for the ball. Um, his speed is what really separates him from most tight ends. It's elite speed. It's 4-4 speed. That's faster than some really decent receivers. We've discussed before what 4-4 speed means as well. I mean, you're looking at just over 10 second 100 meter run, and that's you know there's some Olympic level athletes that are running around that time. Um, someone his size because he's is you know he's He's six foot plus, it was six foot three plus, and he's 240 odd pounds, and a lot of it's muscle. I mean, his speed really does show on, on tape as well. He blows past um, linebackers and some DBs with ease. He creates some massive mismatch chances as well. I mean, I think the fact that Joe Flacco uses tight ends so well, and has done in the past, this is a guy who could be just an amazing piece for the offense. I, his run after catch ability is really really good he can get the ball in space and then he can just create from there he's strong enough to break arm tackles and he can really get into the opponent's backfield with ease um, he's a willing blocker but he doesn't really have explosive or impressive power he does he does like his best he attempts to block and he doesn't seem to be phased about whoever he is blocking but there are times where he can just look like a deer in headlights or a little bit stiff and get pushed out away with ease it's um, it's not really a, an obstacle. He's just like, well, he is an obstacle, a minor obstacle. He's not really any like a walling people off. He's just like a screen that can be pushed out of the way. Think of it as a jam door. I'd <laughs> say. Um, just needs a little bit of push top on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looked like he were going to hit ground a few times in some of the blocks as well when he were getting pushed back. It were, I think it was, it was the shock of the power it rushes sometimes that that got him. I mean, he's not weak, but against the rush, it didn't seem to have that anchor or that you know sturdiness what you do need at the position but at the end of the day he's trying and that's all that matters he's agile he's shifty and like i said earlier he's going to have to catch his great because a little bit of space and he's going to get you 10 15 20 yards and with his speed he could probably get into and um, get to house as well he's going to be a great red zone target because his, his motions and his shifts you know before snap uh, just throw people off i saw him a couple of times just shake off you know the guy that were mirroring him and he went into end zone and like i said before he's got really good hands and 
He's a, it could be just a fantastic weapon. He can get high point of the ball as well. And with it already being so big, there's going to be a lot of t a lot of defensive backs and a lot of safeties that are going to have a bit of an issue trying to beat him to the ball. But like I say, the, the main the main issue with him is his power at the point of attack. He's not going to like if he gets pressed at line of scrimmage, he's strong enough to get by, but he can be slowed down quite a lot. But all in all, I think it's a very good pick. Cool. Um, round two, um, they picked up the quarterback from Mizzou, Drew Locke. This guy was rated by some as a top three quarterback, some a top two. I have heard a couple of analysts, not really many, mention that they thought he were number one, but basically it depends on what you're looking for from a quarterback. This guy's got arm talent, he's got real power in his throws, he can launch the ball you know, pretty far. He's probably going to go into the NFL and be a top, have top 10 arm strength straight away. Um, the first game I watched him were against Alabama. And with having such a pro-ready roster with, you know, brilliant coaching, it seemed a little unfair. Uh, he had a really slow start. Um, and I think what the thing is, is when he goes to the NFL, he's going to be playing defences that are like that or better on a weekly basis. So it could be a good indicator for, you know, what he needs to improve upon. Um, he rushed a few, throw, a few throws under pressure and he underthrew a couple of passes. Um, but when he did make throws, there were some beautiful, well-placed balls, you know, some deep fade balls over shoulder passes. And some of them were absolutely fantastic to see. Um, with, with the other games against, you know, lesser opposition, he, with slightly less pressure, he displayed a lot better anticipation, better judgment. But like he did still make some head scratching decisions. A lot of times he seemed to be trying to force things and even with that fantastic arm strength, without perfect accuracy, which at times his accuracy were good and obviously other times it wasn't fantastic, the precision wasn't there to be forcing the ball at those times. I found him to low ball quite a lot. I think that was just because, right, I need to get the ball to that place and put it where no one else can get it or fear of an interception. But... The, the receivers didn't seem to be prepared for the ball to go that low and a lot of times the balls went to the floor. It was ended by talent. There didn't seem to be great talent on his offence. He seemed to be the best player there. <coughs> they didn't have a great running game. Their offensive line went fantastic. There was a couple, of, um, a couple of receivers on the team that looked okay. One of them seemed to be making most of the catches but I didn't pick up his name. Um, I'm not sure if he came out in the draft to be honest and I'm going to have another look at it later on and see what, what's what with him because I think there could be something there but it might just be the, the talent of Locke that we're doing it but we'll see but like I say and the big negative is his overconfidence and his arm strength I think there's, there's stupid interceptions at times but I think with some good coaching and a better offensive line which is what the Broncos have done they picked up Matt Paradis haven't they the yeah. centre oh no did they? no he's gone the other way Oh, so yeah, he's gone. So, oh, the Dalton Reisner, that were it. You just talked about. about yeah. can, tell our <laughs> can you tell our listening guys? Um, but yeah, they picked up Dalton Reisner, who can play a centre bit, can play anywhere on offensive line, which is something that I'd noticed before. I think with that type of talent, and obviously he's got Cotton Sutton, hopefully Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back. He's got Philip Lindsay in backfield. There's going to be some weapons surrounding him. He's not going to have to spend all his time on the ball. No, fans yeah, no offence, just come in, yeah. <laughs> Um, he's going to have some great talent around him. I don't think he's going to be on the pitch straight away. I do think Joe Flacco is going to get you know, a line of share of the reps. I think he's going to play at least a season, maybe a season and a half, and let this guy work on his game and develop, which is what he's going to have to do. Um, oh, another one. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to have to work on um, his pass. 
I'm a nine years old now. He's going to have to work on his um, anticipation. He's going to have to work on, you know, not throwing these daft interceptions just out of panic. And I think that'll ease up as he gets more comfortable in the system, which obviously with more time is what is, is exactly is what's going to happen. He's good. He's got good athletic ability. He did used to play high level basketball, so obviously he's got some. How come he's not playing tight end then? Well, he can throw <laughs> as well, apparently, that's why. But he's good at free throws. Yeah. Um, he's athletic ability, though. I mean, he can run around a little. I didn't see it too much on safe, if I'm honest. I, I like the fact that he, he tended to stay around the pocket or in the shotgun and didn't try flying off. But sometimes in the NFL, you do need to make those yards with your, with your legs, which a lot of people have. Also, Alex Smith. You don't want that happening. No. The last player I looked at... Can I just interject there yeah, on, on the old quarterbacks? On, yeah. I mean, not, not specifically about um, Drew Locke, any quarterback. A lot of, lot of analysts seem to get excited about accuracy. A lot of analysts get excited about arm strength. You've got to have a decent combination of both. And from the little I've seen of Drew Locke, he seems to have a good combination of accuracy and arm strength. Yeah. And again, you said it would be nice if you can sit behind... Um, Flacco, Flacco, Flacco yeah. for a season, season and a half, and learn the tools. Although Flacco says he's not there to, all uh, right, oh, he's not he's not there to, uh, to, to 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 train the kid. He's not there to, to to be his mentor. He'll learn some stuff from Flacco, surely. But if the Broncos go, what, two and four, two and five, there's going to be a lot of rumblings. That's you know wanting them to start start playing Drew Locke, and they're going to have to maybe try and resist that just to keep him safe. I think that's the lucky thing about him being picked up in the second round is there's not going to be a many, if he'd as been many the first shouts. Round, yeah. Been, yeah. If he'd have been the first pick as opposed to no fan, that'd have been, well, we might as well start him as soon as we can. I honestly think you can get a season out of Joe Flacco and it could be a good season. He's used to playing in adverse weather. He played really well in Denver for Baltimore. Yeah. The, the main issue is going to be is he going to pick up more injuries because he has become quite injury prone late in his career? But this could also be a good thing for. for um, lock if you can get spot starts get a feel for the NFL in the live game absolutely yeah but we'll have to see but like you said he's got a good blend of athletic ability and like you say arm strength and accuracy he can improve if he's in the system a little longer which I hope he, he gets the chance to but we will have to see but yeah good call there on bringing that because it's it's been talked about quite a lot but I do think if they're going to have to be smart this time I think John Elway knows if he makes a success of Drew Locke, he could end up looking like he did with a Peyton Manning trade. It's probably going to save his job, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In round three, um, the Broncos picked up Draymond Jones, a defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Um, he's decent at the get on the get-off, um, off, the, off the snap, but his, his ability to shake blockers is pretty impressive he shows eagerness to get into opponents backfield you know the run defense is not the best but his anticipation and what he's wanting to do is get straight through and get to the quarterback which he has done at times it was quite impressive um he's he's led some he's led some old linemen like let him maneuver him into ideal positions to create lanes for runs so like he's he's tried to go to an offensive lineman and we always angled himself or with how he's tried to use his leverage, the lineman's been able to, you know, shift their body to create enough space for running battle. back. Yeah, to fly through. But it seems to be like a one quick shift thing. It's like he hasn't anticipated what they were trying to do. He's just gone in, 
the lineman managed to get into his chest, turn him, and then the running back's been able to go. You know, I saw him take it to the house a couple of times. I really liked his spin move. Um, it were impressive. It was almost elegant. And then I realised he was like six foot two and two hundred and ninety-five pound. So <laughs> um, he is more finesse than power, which is what I didn't notice with his tape. Um, when he was on, like his size, you'd think, wow, he's going to be strong. But like I say, it's it's his finesse and his ability to use some pass rush moves that's most impressive. He's a tough guy, and he played hard. He seemed to be un- like unfazed no matter who we were up against, which you need to be in the NFL because you're going to be playing against some fantastic players. He's got real athletic ability, and it's combined with his length. And although he's probably going to be used in you know set situations, he's got a real chance to fully develop at the Broncos because he's going to be playing under Vic Vangio, who's a, you know one of the defensive gurus in the league at the yeah, minute. He's absolutely, yeah. really, really good. But I do think he's going to be a, he's going to be play. But I think it's going to be a development, which I think something that's popped up a lot in this draft. People are going to be spot players. They've got them for a set reason because they've seen how good it's worked in other places. Yep. And that's all I've got for Bronco. <coughs> Lovely, very uh, nice little piece there on the old Broncorinis. Uh, that one was for my friend John. Um, okay, we'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I went with, uh, with Jerry Tillery, the DT out of uh, Notre Dame. They picked him in round one. Um, um, did I live with Unchback? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's had to find somewhere to live because uh, his room got burnt apparently. Well, it's that bell ringing all the time as well. I bet that were annoying before. I bet he's burned it down before he's gone. <laughs> right. Back to Jerry Tillery from the from the realms of fantasy. Um, <laughs> for, he can get into the backfield. Uh, he can be a bit disruptive, but he can't overpower a blocker. He doesn't. If he can't overpower a blocker, he doesn't seem to have a plan plan, plan B for that play. He'll either try and overpower him again, or he'll, he'll work for the next player and then try to outmaneuver him. And if he gets outmaneuvered, he won't try overpowering him. It seems like he's got, like, it's like a Skeletrix car, he's only got one one track. He won't switch that track until sort of someone makes him switch it. Um, he, takes a, he takes a bit on misdirections, I've seen as well, more often than not. He, he doesn't, he struggles to keep his eye on the ball. Um, he's not a starter straight away for me, and he's going to need a fair bit of work. To get to even a decent serviceable level, I, I, I tried to be. I went through the entire Chargers draft and looked at every player. I looked a lot. Looked at tape and all of them. I just wasn't impressed by any of it. Uh, you've probably got a completely different take on it because you like I say the stats nerd and gobble gobble and eat all the stats up and stuff. But you'll have a a better. I mean, you've, you've won with Jerry Tillery as well. So I'd like to see what your your pushback on what I've said is. So. I honestly have a completely different opinion on him. I don't know. Like obviously it depends what what tape you've watched. With the tape I've seen, it's looked fantastic. You must have watched tape that was good then. Cause to the first like the the first two games I watched him play, I just I just I was bored of it. I just I, I thought how long has this guy been drafted around one? I mean it it was mixed up. Do you know what I mean? I I think it last season was his best season. If you've watched anything from season before, I think the main issues are work ethic, <clears throat> and there were some. You know, off the field issues as well, which were affecting his play on the pitch. Um, do you want me to go into detail? Yeah, you go for it, man. I mean, yeah. I'm happy for you to push back because, you know, I'm just saying what my eyeballs have seen, that's all. <laughs> well, like I say, as Matt said, in round one, Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. The Chargers needed some size on the interior defensive, uh, defensive line. Uh, they lost Corey Legit in the off season and they only had two defensive tackles on the whole roster, so it brings some size and some strength to the table. And as we saw in the playoffs, they were a bit lacking 
in the middle of the defence. They needed oh, yeah. some bigger players in the middle because people just ran the ball down the throat all the time. Um, I honestly believe his pass rush ability is absolutely fantastic. His ability to get into the backfield and to get after the quarterback is really, really good and it's exactly where the game's going at the minute. That's what people are wanting. He really does get after the passer. Um, he doesn't seem to get blown back a lot from what I saw. I didn't I didn't see much evidence of him getting pushed into the backfield. I never saw him get overpowered. It was just a case that he, like when I watched him, he couldn't overpower who was blocking him. Yeah, I saw that every now and then when he on a one-on-one, he'd like struggle to just create any any space or move anyone back. The last the last season he played, like he played to the whistle. Prior to this season, he did struggle a bit, and it were a bit iffy. Um. Uh, okay, I'm just back after a quick cramp break because we're athletes. And if you want to continue with Jerry, Jerry Tillery, need some electrolytes in life. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, he didn't seem to get blown back, but he did seem to get stonewalled every now and again. And um, one thing I did really appreciate, as I mentioned earlier, was his first step. It's not elite, but it's really fast. It seems to be like two steps into the offensive line regularly you know pushing them to two steps back within a split second and giving the centers and guards a hard time he does need to develop his use of his hands to create opportunities to maneuver yeah. the offensive line which i think that'll be something that you'll get with the level of coaching in the nfl his length's a good asset he's six six and 300 pound so he's, he's long he's heavy and he's hard to move his hands consistency um like using his hands and his leverage with consistency is something that he is struggling with. His flexibility, obviously, with his size and his weight, it's a bit of a deficiency. Um, but it can be, I mean, the leverage can be fixed. Um, there was a suspension for a ball game when he was a freshman, and he did have a bit of a riff with coaches when he was saying, "Oh, we should get rid of our coach and get a new coach," which is obviously not smiled upon. But if they, like this season's anything to go off, he seems to be growing up and moving along. The talent's there, um, it's shown after 2018, and if he can maintain that, it could be great. Cool. So we've both had diff- we've both had much different tip, or we've got a different opinion of the kid. I mean, hopefully you're right, I'm wrong, but... For his sake, yeah, I mean... for his sake, yeah, I mean... I- I'm not bothered, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, no, I would like to see every one of these young men do well. Always, yeah. I'd just prefer if our young men at the Vikings did well, <laughs> or better. Yeah, in round two, they took a safety out of Delaware called Nasir Adderley. Um, it's got explosive traits and physicality, which is evident on tape. It closes down runners extremely fast, and his hits are quite impressive. He's is really athletic. He's got excellent athletic ability. He's got a good short area quickness, so you know if any receivers are trying to shake him off, he can stay with them. Yeah, which is it's a good asset now nowadays, especially with how many smaller slot receivers are in the league. So all of them are pretty nippy. His man to man does need improving, uh, as He's been playing too deep for too long, and I think something like. But those tools, um, are obviously, what he's got are catered to being an excellent safety. If you've got that kind of ability to be shifty and move around, that's something that you need to use in the NFL. I mean, if you can get dropped down into slot corner, that's like a money position nowadays. Uh, he's a tough guy, and he doesn't get man man into the you know the big pileups, the car crashes. And his engine never seems to stop, you know, he seems to just be able to keep running and running and running. And playing along, alongside Derwin James, it could be a, a great compliment to him. 
and adding something to that run-stopping ability that those two have got, that could be the best safety duo in the league in a year or two, maybe even this season, depending you, on how well it takes to it. You see a lot of DBs that, yeah, well, like doing the big hits one-on-one, -on -one, but you don't see a lot, not a lot of them want to get their nose stuck into a, another one of them car pile up, no. No. Um, he hasn't played the best against you know good opposition, though, which is a worry, because obviously you're going into NFL. Yeah. But he were playing in Delaware, and I'm not exactly sold on the talent that they have on the team. Um the NFL is obviously miles bare, but the Chargers do have a, like a fantastic safety there already who's going to be able to help him. And there could be next Legion of Boom. It could be that good. Wow. Bold statements. <laughs> Your predictions are. In round three, I forgot I'd done this, and I apologise, Matt. Uh, I watched an offensive tackle <gasps> from Sioux Falls, Trey Pipkins. Now, I've got a lot of tape on Get Trey your Pipkins. lips off of my Kool-Aid. <laughs> Uh, he's definitely a development player. Uh, he picked up a bit early for me in round three. He's a big guy, and he's because I mean, of his size, the opposition you were playing against couldn't really beat him. He had like the size and strength and natural gifts that just could stop any sort of technique of the players he were playing against. None of them could really blow him back. If he'd have played against better opposition, I reckon he'd have had a bit more of a struggle. Yeah, uh, he's six foot six and he's like three hundred and nine pounds. He's a, he's a big fella. Yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't see a great deal of tape. He seems to be using his gifts pretty well, you know, his size and his strength, but he doesn't seem to be challenged. His hands and feet do need some work, you know. He's not really using his hands to do anything significant. But basically, if you're that much stronger than everybody else and it's working, you're not going to do that, are you? No. Well, the thing is, if he's playing at a lower level of college football, he's not going to have to... Do that if you can out if you can out muscle somebody, then let him out muscle them. But I think when he gets to the now he's at the pros, they'll work on his footwork, they'll work on his handwork, they'll make sure he is a complete package rather than just being a lump. That's what you want, and it you want someone yeah, who's yeah. gonna be able to develop and become something one or two years down the line. He did seem to like to finish though, to push players into the ground. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I did forget about this part. This was the first tape I watched and I actually have four players on this not three but that was quite a brief on Trey Pipkin so that's my excuse um, in round five uh, they took Easton Stick quarterback out of North Dakota State he's an athletic quarterback and he ran a very fast 40 for a quarterback so he could add something to the offense you know something a little bit different I imagine he's being viewed as a backup for Old Man Rivers I know they have took Tyrod Taylor he had something a little bit different. Um, he's, he replaced Carson Wentz at North Dakota State, which was some big shoes to fill. Another Absolutely, guy who could yeah. run around with a big arm. Uh, he, he hasn't had the same injury issues, which is good. He also doesn't read defences all too well, and he can sometimes make some head-scratching throws, and you're like, what did he do that for? His throwing motion is a little bit more... You wrote it, man. Yeah, I know. He's a little bit more extended than you'd like, so obviously he's taking too long to get the ball out. And he doesn't... My writing's terrible. <laughs> he doesn't read through his, his progressions well. He can, at times, make uh, just silly mistakes, and it's just, why have you done that? But, like, the the arm talent and the athletic ability that could be developed, it could just end up being a camp body. He's, you know, a late-round pickup. But I think because he's replaced Carson Wentz, I think he went undefeated in college. You're just thinking there might be something there. He's a bit inconsistent, uh, but his short and intermediate passing's good enough. 
So if Rivers goes down and Tyrod go down, which is not that likely, can use his feet in a short passing play to at least move the chains and keep the defence off the field for a little bit, which is what would be expected. That's all I've got on the charges. All right, cool. Uh, we'll move on now to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I looked at, for, I broke, broke off even further from uh, offensive tackle, I've gone uh, Darwin Thomas, the uh, the running back out of Utah State, they picked up in round six. Fancy. I oh, know, right? Uh, for me, he had good vision, patience and power. It can turn the afterburns on and to create angles against defensive backs so they struggle to catch up with him uh, he get, when he gets loose. Uh, good, good pass protection and really good pair of hands when he's catching the ball out of backfield. Excellent athleticism. Uh, it wasn't overused as well uh, in his last season at college, so the Chiefs might have got a steal here. Oh, they got, yeah, mate, yeah. The Chiefs in round two took Miko Larman, a wide receiver out of Georgia. The first thing I noticed on tape was his quickness off the snap and his quick feet. Like he can, you know, he's got really fancy footwork to beat press coverage. There was some inconsistency on paper when it was on paper with drops, but nothing major. There doesn't seem to be an issue with his hands though. It like it shows on tape that some at throws were really poor. I think we discussed this off air. Um, like the balls, it looked like someone throwing. Uh, you know when you watch a film and someone throws an axe and it's flipping round. That's what a ball looked like in air sometimes. His quarterbacks, Jake Fromm, who's seen as an NFL prospect, and from what I saw, it didn't look that impressive. I think the talent around him helped him a lot. I think with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to to Mikol, it's going to be a massive improvement for him. He's going to be able to, you know, ball's going to be in in hands and it's going to be hard to drop. Yeah. Um, is like I say, his speed is his exceptional ability. He's been said to run a four-two in the past, which is ridiculous. Um, and that kind of speed is tailor-made for Mahomes' deep uh, deep ball ability. Speed kills. Exactly that. I mean, you, you, the next issue is obviously Tyree Kill. No one knows what's going on with him, and I think this is a precautionary measure. They're taking this guy to thinking, well, if we've not got Tyreek, we need to get someone who can who's got the afterburners who's going to scare the defenders. I think the overall choice for me is a very sensible draft. Yeah, exactly. And I think if Tyreek Hill's not there and they use Miko, it's not going to be the same as Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill event like last season, he emerged as a top three player. Top three receiver in the league. His speed scared people to death. He had good hands. His routes were just next level compared to what they were before. And if Tyreek Hill is still there scaring defences, he's going to be drawing double coverage. He's going to be keeping people deep. That's going to create for a hard man anyway. So it's going to leave two dangerous, dangerous threats on the pitch. And obviously they've got um, Travis Kelsey on the pitch as well. They're a scary, scary team when you look at them on paper, if everything goes well for them. I also saw that he was a willing blocker, but obviously he's not a very big guy, so the strength just isn't there. But the effort to go into it, it was just impressive. He did get taken out of games against the tougher opposition at times. You know, he'd, get put, like, he'd have quickness, but if someone managed to get their hands on him at line of scrimmage, he'd struggle a little bit. Uh-huh. And a lot like were due to ball being a lot of it as well was due to ball being distributed around a lot of people. Because they had Riley Ridley there, they got Swift who was really good running back. They had a lot of players who were really good. I mean, me and you watched some tape together, didn't we? And yep. you saw it, it was just talent, talent, talent. The offensive line were good. Apart from quarterback, yeah, <laughs> they was chucking wobbly ducks left, right, and centre. <laughs> but like I say, I think Cardman's a good pickup. Round three, they picked up Juan Thornell. Safety out of Virginia. Um, he's got decent speed and you know good hands. His 
best facet is playing in deep coverage. He manages to track the ball really well whilst it's in the air. Like he can follow the ball and pretty much anticipate where it's going to go. He could potentially struggle in coverage though against the savvier receivers that are going to, you know, throw him a look one way and go another. Um, he managed to track the ball well uh, all the time though. Like if the uh, runner had the ball, you know, running back, he'd be into the backfield going after him. And he hit some really impressive tackles for loss in the tape I watched. He attacked the ball carriers really, really well. And some of the tackles were really impressive. I saw it a couple of times in that backfield and he'd wrapped up he'd wrapped up the running back's legs and took them down a good 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, which were really impressive. And he had so much intent in what he was doing, like a heat-seeking missile at times. His weakest part of his game, though, is his short area quickness, which is why I was saying earlier that shiftier receivers could probably shake him off, yep. create some separation. And that'll be a bit of a problem. He is going to be, hopefully, for his sake, playing with um, Oni Badger, who is a fantastic safety who could learn from. Um, the ability that Honey Badger has and the knowledge he'll have, I I think he's the type of guy who's going to help. Yeah, he's, he's, help he, he's he kind of like um, appreciates where he is and is happy to help people around him, make people around him better. I think he's not one of them guys that's up his own trumper, is he? I think it'll help him as well. If you've yeah. got two good safeties, it's only going to look better for you. And these guys who are going to the Chiefs now, I think they've got the opportunity to win a championship. And they really have if they can they get really both sides of the ball good. They've almost got a big, as big a chance as the Browns, haven't they? Yeah, nearly. One day they can only dream to be that good. He's long and physical enough to challenge tight ends as well. So he's, he's not going to have much issue there. He's played corner and he's played safety, but he projects best at free safety. And his IQ and his experience should help him become a start really on because he's seen a lot of different things he's played for a long time. Yeah. The next pickup I saw were in round six, but Darwin Thompson, I don't know if you've heard of him before, a running back out of Utah State. Running back, you say? <laughs> the thing that jumps out to me, or it, jump, it jumps, I don't know if it jumps out to you, is that he's so elusive. Yep. Like, give this kid an inch and he'll take a mile from you. That he'll make you pay the, for the it. The patience thing. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll watch for you. His vision and his, his yeah. Yeah, patience were fantastic. Um, his change of direction and his wiggle and his agility are all at eye level as well. He were great on dump offs. It's like so if Mahomes looking around on a Miko, on a Travis Kelsey, all these people are, you know took off. This kid can run off into space, can dump ball off to him, he's gonna pick you up six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, twenty hours, it could be anything with a little bit of space, he's gonna be off. We've been watching the same tape, haven't we? We definitely have. He, he he's got good initial bursts, I know it's like and then the set the second gear, when he hits it in the open field, it's it's gonna be a trouble for defenders. He gets in and out of pileups as well. He seems to like, if, like I say, if there's that little bit of space, he gets through. I mean, it's Andy Reid with another fast, elusive, Running offensive back. weapon. The main problems are going to be his strength and his durability and his blocking, which are all down to his size. He doesn't have the size to be able to generate enough power for short yardage players. He's not going to be the guy who's going to get the ball over the line for you when you're all piled up, but they will have players in there to do that. He, he does break arm tackles quite well, though. I will say he's he's got enough power to you know get past the people who are just reaching out for him, and with his elusiveness and his speed, that's probably going to be how a lot of people go for him. And he's blocking his high effort, but he needs coaching on you know how to block to improve that. But his strength is going to constantly stop him from being able to do that. It's like it's his willingness to get in the way. Yeah, you like yeah the effort. That's one thing that you pick up on. I think you pick up on the tape that's really impressive is how much players are trying. It seems silly, but in the NFL, they're going to be getting paid to do this. If they're trying in college, uh, you're going to try when you get paid. 
Well, look at us having the same opinion on the same player. It's like uh, one of the I read your notes. I'm not gonna lie. That's <laughs> why there were no stumbling. I could read your writing. <laughs> it's one of the signs of the apocalypse. I think. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, is that you wrapped up on the on the Chiefs, mate? It is. Yeah. Lovely. Then we should move on to the uh, Oakland Raiders. Soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Soon to be the Las Vegas Circus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Um, they're going to win the AFC West. When? And they say when? Just they're going to win it. Okay, uh, I went with. They've got had a plethora of picks. I went lazy and went uh, round one running back, Josh Allen, Josh, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. I wonder if anybody else focused on him. Um, that the NFL. I, I, I know sometimes I mention the NFL.com comparison. If I don't mention it, it's probably could be someone you've never heard of, or it's an obscure player, retired player, something along the lines. So his NFL.com comparison was Sony Michelle. Oh. <laughs> um, and for me, John, John Gruden has got a new toy. Uh, quickness, elusiveness, power, good hands. Jacob looks comfortable either, either side of the tackles, uh, so he can go through, go through the middle, go around the outside of the tackles. Um, catches the ball really well, uh, with good route running. Uh, run blocking impressed me. Uh, I would say he's more of a nuisance in pass pro than he's a solid blocker. Um, like he could, he'll... he'll He'll, he won't hold, but he'll, he'll sort of maybe hold up a, a, a blitzer for a couple of seconds to give his cue back. Is he like a door? <laughs> As opposed like, to a wall? He's more of a garden gate than a, than a door. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he took direct snaps at Alabama as well on the Wildcat players, so that's another, and he played QB at high school. So that's uh, another sort of trick he's got in his locker, and it's another thing that, that Gruden can use. But can you do it on a cold Saturday in Stoke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he can't do it on a cold Tuesday in Hull. Ah, um, he can, Hull can. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, so he's got that in his locker. Um, what I like most about Jacobs is he's a punisher. When 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 he when he got to tackle him, he'll make you pay for it. He reminds me of AP when he, when he when someone's trying to tackle him, rather than ducking out of the sidelines or taking the tackle, he lowers he lowers his shoulder and he proper delivers a tackle or a whack. Um, he only averaged 12 touches a game as well in 2018, and that's including kickoff returns. So he shouldn't really have any conditioning issues either. So that's it's going to be great for the Raiders. I mean, that guy is going to be, going to be fresh, and he's going to be hungry. And I saw to... him deliver a massive block at one point, and he put that guy into the grave. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was just nasty. He was like watching a linebacker run him the ball. It was just whoa. Right, okay, well, uh, we'll go. <laughs> I'll get up. Go to get some an, an handkerchief for your mouth. <laughs> I'll get myself Ooh. a fan. I'll sit and have a fan and a swim in the corner. And he can uh, elaborate on the Raiders. Yeah, in round one, they also took with the first pick of the of their first pick in the first round with Cleveland Ferrell, a defensive end out of Clemson. With pick number four, a lot of people mentioned, oh, it was too early. But it's been mentioned they had an idea of what they wanted to do with the first round picks. They wanted to pick high character players who were pro ready. And they picked Cleveland Farrell, he's seen as that. They picked Josh Jacobs, he's seen as that. And they picked um, Jonathan Abram, and he's seen as that as well. So they picked up three people, know the game, intelligent players, who were good and high character players. It's been said that Cleveland is the most pro-ready player, like pro-ready defensive end, out of the last few years of the draft. He's played at consistently high level for the national champions um, for the last few years, and he's a locker room leader. His character and plug and play ability are going to be fantastic it'll be ideal on and off the field especially with how their locker rooms looking at the minute with some of the characters they've got they've just signed Richie Incognito who's an absolute melt 
and that, that locker room's going to be just going to be like a, like a sideshow, isn't it? <laughs> they should have a locker room for everyone, and then a single locker room for Fontes Perfect, a single locker room for Antonio Brown, a single locker room. Keepito, just yeah. put him in cubicle, <laughs> incognito, be fine in there. Um, it'll be an ideal number one pass rush weapon for the Raiders. He's going to be the number one guy from day one. He's going to be the guy off the edge who they rely on, and it'll stir. Like everybody will be like, oh, they had Khalil Mack, they had Khalil Mack. They also would have had to pay Khalil Mack hundreds of millions of pounds over a certain amount of time to play on that team. And they want a young nucleus there of high character. But I'm not saying Khalil Mack's not high character. No. I personally don't like him. I think he bullied right the reef and it wasn't fair. <laughs> so I don't like him. He's, He's a, mean, a mean, man. mean man. He's a mean man. Um, but due to him being traded, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, why would you get Cleveland Fell? You could have had Khalil Mack. Yeah, we get it. But. Cleveland Fellows, his guy who's got an eye for the ball, he pursues the quarterback or the ball carrier well. He's got good play recognition, he's quick to act in whatever way is necessary, either going after the ball carrier or dropping his coverage. I saw him you know, cut off some passing opportunities that they had. He's got quick feet, but he, ca- he tends to rely on power a lot. He does have a good pass rush plan and his hand fighting is exceptional and he'll fight for position with anyone. He's not afraid to go up against anyone. And he's just like constant pressure, constant pressure. He's, you know, he'll keep going. But I were impressed with it. Like I say, I think a lot of it's to do with plug-in playability, pro ready. And also in round one, took some someone called Josh Jacobs, a running back out of Alabama. Uh, consensus, consensus number one running back in the draft. And of all the college football, out of all college football last season, he runs with a mix of power and evasiveness. He's difficult to take down. Uh, you can't take him down with an arm tackle. Uh, a bonus to his game is that he seems to have a good understanding of routes, so he can run certain routes, so what ball's going to be able to be passed to him, and he's going to be able to at least be competent enough to just throw off a, a DB. He's managed to open on a number of occasions, like get open without being targeted, due to, I think they're just not expecting this running back to to run these routes and be the available football, which Gruden's going to use that so well, as you mentioned. He's got good size for a running back, good speed and good power. He ran a 4.6 at the Combine and a 4.6 at his pro day, but you watch him on tape and he looks like he's a 4.4. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's a burner. He doesn't seem to get caught when he's got the ball in his hand. He's off. I think some people just have more effort when they've got the ball in their hand. It's like, I've got ball, I need to get, to, I need to get a touchdown. And that's, that's just some people are just like that. He, he repeatedly left defenders in his wake and he's happy to block and he delivers some really big hits when he does it as, again as you mentioned his vision combined with, uh, combined with his decision making is uh, is brilliant it creates some huge huge plays and as said he's got really high character just like Farrell his attitude's been lauded by all Alabama staff you know with Nick Saban and all that all his team are saying how much of a good guy he is then it's brilliant the biggest knock on him is his lack of games but it's also a bonus because obviously his durability should be better. However, he has had a couple of injuries prior while at Alabama. He just wasn't the starter while they were there. They, they did have Damian, Damian Harris, who took a lot of snaps. I think you reviewed Damian Harris already. Went to the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he took the lion's share early on, and they've got Najee Harris, who's running back there as well. And I think they split the, the amount of players between everyone quite well. <clears throat> Again, it's running back by committee, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, but I mean Josh Jacobs. It's been a lot of minor injuries that have cost him to miss games. So hopefully, it's something with you know the training staff he can do well with. The last player I watched was a wide receiver in round five, 
Hunter Renfro, who played at Clemson. Again, if you look, they seem to be going for the, the big teams for a lot of the players. Alabama and Clemson were both in the national championship. Three players, uh, two, uh, yeah, three players who I've looked at were all playing for the national championship playing teams. If you looked at him, you wouldn't think you were a professional football player. No, he looks like a stand-up comedian, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> um, I think he's going to be just a pure slot guy in NFL. He's he's not afraid to you know get hit when he's going in for the ball, and he's he's made some really impressive catches. You know, diving all over the ball. I've seen a lot of that though. I've mentioned it a few more times in other pods. There's some players that just seem to go for the ball; they're not bothered. He's he's undersized though, um, but like I say, with how the NFL is now, the size is not mattering as much due to the change in the rules. He's got a really good ability to change speed as he's running to create separation, which is going to come in handy because he's not a ridiculously fast player. He's not one of these guys who you're going to get ball and he's going to be off. But he does have the ability to separate. He'll play in slot, and in college he has gone vertical a couple of times, or well, quite often. But in the NFL, I think the speed of the DBs will. You know they'll curtail that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he does make he does sell that he's going vertical sometimes and smoothly and quickly manages to change to cut inside, which helps create space and get him the ball with a little bit you know a little bit of room to move. He's he's tough. You see how tough he is on tape. Getting hits by you know DBs and linebackers. He's he's just unperturbed. He's just plays on. He he went for these danger balls that some people won't go for. His routes look clean enough as well. Like he seems to be able to run routes pretty well. He, he does mainly expose the middle of the field, which is what I mentioned. You go play it slot. That's what he needs to do. His best assets are his hands. I didn't see him drop a pass. You know, he, he just catching everything that were, were catchable. He didn't have the best catch radius because he's a small guy. But if that ball's anywhere near his hands, he's going to come down with it, and that's exactly what you want. And I think the fact the fact that he's going to be playing in a team that's got Tyree, is it Tyree Williams? Uh, they've got Antonio Brown. Who? Some guys playing in Steeler country. <laughs> yeah, um, they've got some really good weapons. Uh, they've got a good running back now. They've drafted. There's improvements on that offense, and this guy could just be someone who moves the chains, who just pops up, who you're not He's expecting to. He's going to compliment the, the offense, yeah, isn't he? As I say, you've got to have a basketball team yeah. as, as your, your receiving court, and he's the little guy. I don't know where that playing basketball. I don't understand basketball. No, me neither. <laughs> but yeah, like diving catches, contested catches. I mean, the contested catches were a bit hard for him sometimes because of his size and his strength. But he's just, it, it could be a great chess piece. But that's all I've got on Raiders. So I'll tell you what the best thing about him. He's got an amazing first name. Yes. <laughs> okay, then that's the uh, that's uh, same size. That's <laughs> one I know. <laughs> that's the uh, AFC West wrapped up. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy what you've heard, give us a subscribe. And tell your friends. If not, this has been the Packers Live podcast. Any questions, you can drop us an email at eddieandmattoutkicktheircoverage at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks.